This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to another episode of the MFG Hey, everybody. Woo! Guys, girls, non-binaries, aliens. Robots. Dogs and cats living together. It's mass hysteria. Hamsters. <laughs> Especially you hamsters. What up? Sp- spinning on those wheels. <laughs> We're all spinning on those wheels. I know. Every day. <laughs> Every day. Uh, all day. Welcome to another edition of this podcast, another episode. Now that we've lost all of you. Yes, exactly. You're like, you all are crazy. We are having a regular, regularly scheduled programmed episode. This one we're going to talk about what gets you excited about anything board games, whether it be buying new board games, a publisher comes out with a new game, Getting rid of stuff that you don't want anymore, blah blah blah, etc. Making stuff, making way for new stuff. Then it's forty six degrees and you want to play, play, play. You don't want to work, work, work. That's true. That's true. Okay, sorry, I went on a tangent. <laughs> We're in the red, folks. We're in the red. This microphone is hot, hot, hot. <laughs> oh, I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Uh, but before that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. A couple of things, a couple of new games. We've been trying to bust out some of the games that we had been getting recently and not recently, apparently. <laughs> yeah, we've been really cracking out on our pile of opportunity. That's right. Not our pile of shame. That's right, because we're not we're not ashamed of these games. We're not shame. We cannot be shamed. So a game that, you know what, I can't even remember when we got that. When did we get Agricola? <laughs> I don't know. Um, all I creatures think, big and small. I think we were in a little funk and we were like, let's buy all the games that are only for two players, mm, didn't we? Yeah. We went to game store here in town and we're like, let's look at all the two player games. We have no friends. Let us buy anything that is marked solely for two players. That's right. So we ended up getting this. It's funny because we've never played an Agricola game, so this is our intro into Agricola. What did you think of Agricola? Creature, all creatures big and small. Good question, Kurt. Hey, thanks. I guess I need to play it again. Yeah. Because you guys can egg my house, but I don't know that it was my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like, you know, you're just basically just... You're creating your own little farm, pasture, pasture or whatever, yeah, and you're enclosing it for animals to not get away and stuff like that, and you're keeping your pigs and your horses and your sheep and your... What's the other thing? I can't remember. There's one more. That other animal. Yeah, that other animal. A wolf? I don't know. It's no. probably not. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was interesting. 
it's it's kind of puzzly, but I don't know if it was my favorite either. Yeah, I think what bothered me about it was the fact that we there's only a certain number of rounds in this version, and I don't know what the um, full version of Agricola is like because this is like Kurt said, Agricola, all creatures big and small, and it's only for two players. So this one allows for what is it six or eight rounds or something like that. So I felt like. There wasn't enough time. Yeah. And so it kind of irked me. And I really thought you were going to totally annihilate me. And I think there was, what, a one point difference or something like that. And so they have those mechanics worked out. And I would imagine they would based on the publisher and things like that. However, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to throw it out saying that I hate it. But I would have to play it again. I... I don't understand the point of this game and collecting all the animals when they hardly give you any points. <laughs> that is true. That part's hard. It is in eight rounds to collect all the animals because that was what I was trying to do is trying to fill my pastures with troughs and animals to be able to multiply stuff. And you were going for enhancing your types of buildings and pastures and stuff like that. And we ended up in the same type of place at the end. I don't know. I guess I... Meh. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of those games that I think the one thing that's got going for it is the one thing that maybe you, that you just talked about that maybe you were kind of weird about is that it's so so short of a game that you have to maximize what you're doing round by round, and the more times you play it, then you could work out more strategies to win and stuff like that. So I think that is kind of a credit and a curse, Yeah. if it makes any sense. So Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't know. I I guess it's not one where, out of all the other like amazingly awesome games that we have, I wouldn't go to this one first. Another game we played within the last, I would say, few weeks was a game that I got for Christmas called Ishtar. Mm -hmm. That was a must-have at this last year's Gen Con. Everybody wanted it and was sold out right away. Yep. And it's kind of an eye-catcher because it has like these, those lovely funky shaped gems that are kind of they hit the light and they sparkle and there was purple and there was like a reddish orange and like a diamond like clear color and all this stuff and it kind of caught your eye and you can build the your boards a little bit different and there's just a lot of different elements to this game your goal is basically to you're using workers to basically build gardens with groups of things but you can't you can't be working and you can't go on anybody else's like areas so you have to basically try to get the most points by trying to touch these fountains that always start um, in the same spot on the game and pick up gems values when they're different colors and you can do different things with them and there's just like a lot of different things going on with this game and yeah, you can buy trees that link, link, link the spots and stuff like that, and you get more points that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good eye catcher. I think it's one of those. I think we have to play more than the one time we played it because right. I thought it was fun and challenging, but also I think that was a close game too, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, and I think it was one of those things where I was like, "Man, it's over now," and I just, I just thought I was just getting started. You know? Yeah. But I mean, they, they just thought of like a lot of the cool things and then you have this like board in front of you and if you use the gems that you've collected a certain 
number of the gems you collected, you can kind of enhance your experience as you're playing. So you can score more victory points for certain types of elements that you're doing towards the game if you choose to use those gems for that instead of for building, not build, yeah, building trees with those gems um, for victory points at the end of the game. There's just so much going on and so many choices that you can make throughout the game. But it is it is a cool game. Mm-hmm. Like, we've only played it once, so... Yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful-looking game. It's another... Uh, Yellow game. Interesting, yeah. Right? It's an, uh, like, you just... Like, I... I We've t- I think we talked to this about this in the past. Like I I haven't had a dud with yellow yet. Right. You know it's it's crazy. And all their games are different. Yeah, yeah, really is. Which makes sense because they pull from different um, creators mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But they're very cool. They make good selections on who they're going to work with. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. What yeah. else have we played? Um, we pulled out an oldie but goodie. We pulled out uh, Epic Resort by Floodgate Games. Oh, yeah. That's another one that it's weird because I don't feel it. I feel like we don't play that one enough. But every time we see it, we're always like, oh, we should play that. And then when we play it, we're like, I'm glad we played that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's one of those games that it's like, it's very easy to learn. It's very easy to play. And it's, there's multiple paths to victory there. Just, you know, building your own resorts. You have three different spots where you can build resorts and get victory points. But also you can do... Um, you can add workers to work at the resorts. Yeah, you have heroes that protect your resorts as monsters are trying to attack them. You can add people to basically visit your resorts. And you may have to lose some of those people on your resorts if you don't have the workers to be able to basically man that specific resort. Yeah, exactly. Because if I want... If I want a martini, there better be somebody there to give me that martini or I'm out. Yeah, because you're a real big martini drinker. <laughs> Chicken mustard. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, that was a nice um, haulback. I'd like to play it again because I think we just, didn't we just play the basic version? We didn't play the expansion. Yeah, we didn't play that. Because we have the expansion that we got villains exp- a few years ago at one of our cons. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice to, to haul that out and play the expansion because it's a cool game. I wasn't sure we were going to make it because we got just annihilated or attacked, not annihilated, but attacked like crazy at the very beginning of that game (laughs) by monsters that just kept coming out and coming out of the woodwork to attack. But they kept attacking you. Yeah, I know, which was awesome. I loved it. I know. Yeah, I love that. Even though you, you have, even though you have these three spots to build your resort spots, but you can keep building to get more victory points. It's kind of weird because it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna build on top of this one, but I still get victory points for this spot that I had. This other, but uh, you lose all your people. You do that were there. So I mean, you have to think about that too. If you filled it up, now you basically have to start all over again. Yeah, and use. Um, something to put all the to put people there again yeah so yeah exactly it's a cool game if you've never played it check it out yeah definitely um another one we played since you can tell we've played a lot of games lately and guess we haven't talked about what we've been playing lately we played copenhagen by nope give me a second because i can't think of it it's right in front of you <laughs> it is am i staring at it oh by queen games <laughs> I 
can't I couldn't see it really because the mic is kind of blocking it. Yeah. Um, Copenhagen by Queen Games. Uh, seems like a big, heavy, big box game. And then you punch everything out and it becomes a big box and a late game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you know, harking back to you saying with other games, like, like Queen Games does another thing where like they, it doesn't seem like any of their games are like the, the others, you know? Right. It, it's it's just interesting. Yeah, this one. Um, to be honest with you, I knew nothing about this game. I just heard the name, and I was a dork and said when we were at Gen Con, "Hey, this is the final day. This is Sunday. They're gonna have discounts." We should check out Copenhagen. Everyone keeps talking about it. And I never even did my research to find out what, what this game was about. But um, when we walked by their booth, um, they had a really good deal on their games. So we ended up getting one game for free and discounts on two more games. So I think we ended up getting Copenhagen, Merlin, and Kingdom Builder. So I think we ended up getting like Kingdom Builder for free. Yep. But... Either way, we got a really good deal, and they threw in, like, a ton. I wonder if they threw in any extras for Copenhagen. But yeah, I think we got probably a, a, either a big or small expansion for every game that we got. Yep. They basically threw them in for us, too. Awesome, awesome deal. So th- we took this off of our stack of games that we haven't played yet and opened it up. Like I said, it was super... It seemed like a heavy game. Took... Heavy meaning like weight wise <laughs> and punched everything out and it turned out to be a more of a light weight in the weight category mm-hmm. game. But basically what you're doing is you have all these Tetris style pieces and this game reminds me and I posted this on social media. It reminds me of kind of like Tetris meets patchwork. Oh, gotcha. Yep. And so you have like the pieces like Tetris. So they're all kind of different shapes. It may be a a square. It may be a kind of a zigzaggy piece. All different colors that the colors make sense um, as you're playing the game. Or, um, but if you've ever played Patchwork, because everyone's played Tetris, um, hopefully, or you haven't lived. Patchwork, you're trying to to uh, piece your quilt together without leaving spaces in between too. So, but the significance of the colors is once they're next to each other, you actually get more points. Mm-hmm. So, but it's kind of like Tetris. It reminded me of Tetris meets mm. Tetris meets patchwork. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, definitely. Um, But totally nothing like what I thought this game was going to be like, but honestly, I didn't have any clue what this game was going to be like either. I was just like, oh, Copenhagen. It was one of those, everyone wants Copenhagen. I guess I want Copenhagen. And I don't do that very often, so mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why I had that stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a fun game. It's a fun, quick game. It's like, it really can, I think this game can be a fun gateway game because it's not very hard to maneuver around. It's not hard to teach. I mean, we learned it. Usually it takes us a very long time to learn a game, <laughs> but this one just really just did not take very much time at all. And then you've got your you've got some special tiles and stuff like that that you start with, and then you can get more during the game too. And that kind of they help you to you know build more and stuff like that. So like you get points for rows, rows, and you get points for columns. You get more points for columns, but that's just 
super hard to do because the thing is so tall because it's, your game board is basically a building in Copenhagen, basically. It kind of reminded me of that, but the benefits of, you have to weigh the benefits of whether you want to build tall or whether you want to go horizontal. You tried that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't really go that direction. I was trying to fill up all my spaces. Yeah. And do rows with coat of arms symbols so that you can get those extra perks of being able to use those specialty cards. and Or you can acquire a one-by-one one one tile that will fill in those extra spaces that you potentially didn't fill up. Yeah. So, cool game. Yeah. yeah Check cool. it out. Check it out. Copenhagen by Queen Games. All right. I think we talked about about what we've been playing recently quite a bit. We played Boy. a lot. Yes, we did. All right, let's get into our topic. So, you know, we wanted to find out on social media, we actually asked you, and we'll kind of answer some questions ourselves by, like, what gets you really excited? I I know we've had a past episode. episode. <laughs> we had a recent-ish episode where we talked about the joys of gaming. And, like, I think that is... I think that is kind of different from this. Like, we, I wanted to know, we wanted to know what really gets you excited in the board gaming community and in board games in general. Like, like for me, one of the things that's actually had me really excited lately is that we've been planning out weekends, you and I, where we're like, okay, we're just going to take this whole day and we're going to play a bunch of games. And even though for a bunch of games, for us, that means like two or three maybe a day, mm-hmm. but... Now, with the holidays being over, like, we're not dredged in so many things to do. Like, we still got a lot of stuff that we do here and there because we're adults and we have ki- we have a kid and he does things, you know. But it's nice to be able to just, you know, be able to do our own thing and play some games that we like to play. And that's been really exciting, especially since we've been, like, our goal in the past, like, half a year has been able to grab these games that we haven't played and just pump through them. Just to see if like it's something that we still want, because it it makes no sense to have these things just sitting on our shelves unopened and not played. Why have them then? You know. Well, or opened and played, but we don't really even care for them. Yeah. So we even at one point went through games that we had opened, played, and replayed them again just to see whether we even wanted them. And we got through, or we went through, like, a huge, maybe we did this twice. Yeah. A huge, huge, like, revelation that we should be, why are we keeping these games if we're never going to play it? Yeah. Or if we don't care for them that much. Or if we think they're, meh, they're fine, but, like, they're really not our favorite, and how often are we even going to come to them? Mm-hmm. Again, so, like, we cleaned house on them twice. And cleaning house meaning, like... 20 plus games each clean sweep. Yeah. To clear, to really make room for games that really have our attention. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and that part's exciting too, because then you save space for the things you really want. But also, uh, this last time we kind of got rid of some games. We were actually get rid of, we were able to get rid of some games and give them to other people that would actually play them. And that's exciting in itself to be like, hey, here's something we don't really want, but maybe you can try. Yeah, and we're not saying here we're, we want to give away our our crappy games. Yeah, we're just here's some cool games. We're just not totally interested in them anymore. But if you want to look at this, you can have them. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna 
we're not going to charge you 20 bucks for each of these games or anything. You tell me which ones you want and they're totally yours. Mm -hmm. And I think I had somebody at work who actually a couple people from work who probably took maybe eight to 10 of the games that we had in our stash. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of them, some lucky son of a gun got them at Goodwill. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so talking about talking about playing, you know, being able, us being able to sit down and play games, uh, we asked some people on Twitter and Facebook, and Dungeon Facts at Dungeon Facts on Twitter said, "Having that rare night when where the kids are asleep and I have the time and energy to play a board game." He said his oldest is six, and they've been playing Castle Panic with him for a few times. But he said, and also also in doing so, invokes a screaming three year old <laughs> to be like, "Hey." Pay attention to me, which I think is hilarious. And I told him we've we have a kid that's been at both of those ages, and we know exactly how how he feels. Mm-hmm. So, well, one thing that has me really excited about board games lately mm-hmm. is the anticipation of the of the refinishing of our basement. I was thinking of remodel, and then I was like, but we're not really remodeling it because it's not finished. So we're re... No, see, I've already forgotten. We're um, having... We've been talking about this for probably a couple years, and um, then when we were going to do it, the person we were going to have do it flaked out and completely dropped out of the business of construction and so we kind of set it off on the back burner to have our basement refinished and so now we finally decided to take it seriously to have our basement refinished and we have a contractor coming this week to begin the process of having our basement refinished to make it solely a game room yeah which will be awesome like a game room family room kind of thing and i'll put a slash video recording area yes (laughs) what else can we shove in there so um because we don't live in a super big house but our basement is not finished at all and so i would say three quarters of it are going to be finished for those types of things so we're super stoked to be able to move our copious amounts of calyx bookshelves downstairs into the basement along with our tons of board games and big tv video game system recording stuff we bought uh we would have loved to buy a super tricked out board game table (laughs) but who's who are we kidding we can't afford that because we're paying for this refinishing of our basement so we bought a table we bought new chairs we're gonna buy all this stuff to make this awesome all this kind of stuff and i'm totally excited and this is gonna make me want to play so many games so many games so many lots of editing can can i ask you a question yeah does the i know with you you don't get as excited about things like this until they actually happen but i 
it's part of you. Do you have a little butterflies in your tummy about oh, this? Of course I do. You do? Yeah, it'll be exciting. I Tracy knows this. I'm on Uncle Scrooge when it comes to money. <laughs> I don't want to spend it all too much, but we're actually in a kind of comfortable spot. So, you know, we decided to get this done and we wanted to have a place where we could have family over and, you know, have some fun instead of just being cramped in our upstairs dining room, living room, living room, whatever, you know. So it'll be excited to be able to have a spot where we can play all these things and, you know, have a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, and plus the fact that it's almost a blessing that the guy that was going to work on our house kind of just kind of wigged out because I think it probably would have taken him a little longer to get done where this guy that we have now is very confident and very easygoing and seems like a great guy. So it'll be interesting to see how this turns out. So. And it's only going to be a couple weeks. Yeah. And we'll awesome. post some pictures because I took before pictures <laughs> and we'll post some along the way and after pictures and it probably won't be as exciting as some of the other people that post on like board game revolution and whatever because they are made of money (laughs) or they're in major debt but we're gonna make it while we make it and we're super stoked about it yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait yeah how about you? You talk to me. Tell me what makes you excited to play. I, you know, one one thing that's excited, uh, one thing that's that makes me kind of excited is when games come out. That's something that's kind of unique and something that you just really haven't seen before. You know, which doesn't you know happen a lot in this business. I feel like there's just a lot of the same kind of thing. Like um, um, at BC Board Gamers, Bridge City Board Gamers. Um, they actually said that, uh, Ryan said, what gets me fired up is that, is when a game is unique and ambitious, like he's really excited about, uh, Oath by, uh, Letter Games or Leader Games. I can never, never remember how to say it. I think it's Letter. And then Unsettled by Orange Nebula. Like, I love that, you know, people get excited about something that's just kind of out of the ordinary. Like we were just talking today, we were, we were seeing about this game that, uh, that uh, Floodgate Games is coming out with on Kickstarter called Holy or Holly, H-O-L-I. And it's got like... Three layers. Yeah, three layers to it. It looks like... I I made the reference to the... If you're a Big Bang Theory fan, it kind of looks like a... Like the three-tiered chess game that... Sheldon? Sheldon made up, yeah. But it just... It looks interesting. It looks cool, you know? So it's cool to see stuff that's just kind of out of the ordinary and could maybe start a trend and, you know, starting a new path of board games down certain arenas and stuff like that. I think that's very cool. As long as they can hold their own. That's true. Because you can have, like, I mean, that's what Tophobia did. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with Nick Tophobia, it was the game that, uh, what is that girl's name? Anyway, Nyctophobia was the game that was created. The creator came up with a game for her uncle who's blind. And so you wear sunglasses that make you blind, basically, and you have to find your way um, to get out of a forest safely without being murdered, basically. Catherine Stipple. Catherine Stipple. Mm -hmm. I was going to say Catherine, but the one who did Wingspan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a little bit of a different game. Yeah. What's her name? Isn't her name Catherine? Nope. <laughs> Elizabeth Hargrave. Oh, totally different. So, Old school names, Elizabeth so and Catherine. <laughs> Catherine Elizabeth, see? That's true. See what I did there? Yep. What's something else that gets you excited about? 
board gaming in general or the community or whatever? I think it's just the ability to be able to spend time with people that you really, I was going to say love, which is true, but you could just be able to spend time with people that you really like Mm -hmm. and do something that a lot of people don't do and to be able to have fun. And even if they are competitive, I suppose you're still (laughs) having fun um, doing something different because it's not always the norm. Like I had somebody who I work with who follows my page on Instagram and she goes, man, Tracy, you exhaust me with all your posts of all the board games that you play. (laughs) And she goes, but it's cool that you play all those board games. And I said, hey, it's our release to be able to do something different. Mm -hmm. And she goes, it's awesome that you do it. She goes, but man, you make me tired. And I'm like, it's not tiring, though. Like, physically, it's it's not tiring because you're sitting there. Yeah, your brain may be like working, but I think it keeps us active that way. It, it doesn't keep you active physically, but like, I mean, I feel like we're not just sitting there in front of the TV then and doing nothing. Like we're still talking to other, to each other or whoever we're playing with and we're still functioning different themes to the game. So it's not like we're playing the same game all the time. I don't know. I just think the being able to have the interactions with the people that you're playing with and building those relationships to be even stronger with somebody is really cool. Yeah, definitely. I'll even add on that as a little kind of cliff note or little pin to the end of this episode, like be able to do this, like this is exciting and fun to do, you know, because we're able to talk about whatever we want in the board game community. We're able to, um, I was able to post a couple of, I post the question on uh, Facebook and Twitter and get a lot of great responses from didn't page. Even say he's just excited when his wife has the time to be able to play a game yeah, with him. Yeah, exactly. Which made me go, gosh, we're really lucky because I can't imagine not being able to have the time to be able to play a game with you. Yeah. Definitely. Granted, they have kids that they have at least one younger kid, mm-hmm. which makes it hard. And we weren't at a place back years ago where we were able to do that. Now, you know, we have a kid who is self-sufficient and... Or he'll play with us. Yeah, definitely. That's always great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's awesome to be able to talk to, you know, different people like, you know, at Tales of Cardboard and uh, Vitruvian Gamer. Follow Vitruvian Gamer on uh, YouTube and uh, watch his videos because they're amazing. But they, they both uh, said, like, uh, mechanism and, like, their fam- favorite mechanism mixed with their favorite themes kind of, you know, exciting and stuff like that. So it's, it's awesome for us to be able to just, you know be able to have these interactions with people that, you know, maybe not necessarily would be people we'd be able to meet, you know, with this podcast, we've been lucky. We've been able to meet a lot of awesome people and, you know, keep it going and, you know, have these conversations and we're coming up on our eighth year of the MFG cast. And it, it, it doesn't happen if you guys aren't listening and getting in on the conversation. So make sure you do that on Twitter at MFG cast, join our Facebook page, you know, just we have some videos out. We're going to be trying to do some more when our our uh, basement gets finished, which will be awesome. And yeah, just look forward more, more here and there. And we enjoy the fact that you've been listening. So until next time, I'm Kirk. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG cast. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>
This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.